Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Let's All Talk at the Same Time. That's my favorite thing now. Hey, the yeah. testing one, two, yeah. It's fun to be here. DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled. All right, all right. Yeah, that's enough of that. Oh, Jesus, that's enough. Oh, God. Our Lady Gaga. Okay, I'll start right off the bat. Since we're doing, definitely going to be doing an Oscar postmortem here. The 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 Lady Gaga sound of music thing threw so many people, mainly because so many people wanted to hate it and ended up kind of actually really enjoying it and going, oh my God, she can actually sing like a Look, human. Look, Ma, I can sing. Take me seriously, Hollywood. But maybe my favorite was the most subtle tweet. I was following tweets at that point big time because I knew people were going to have something to say. Seth Meyers, who is a great writer and very dry, I, I, if I'm getting the wording correctly, it was... Because uh, you knew it, what he was talking about because it came right after. He said, didn't need it, kind of liked it. That was it. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Didn't yeah. need it, kind of liked yeah, it. Yeah, who knew she could sing? Yeah. She yeah. came up doing musical theater. Yeah. Also, oh. Miss Stephanie did. Armpit trumpet on point. Yeah, that's what Armpit I said. trumpet. Yeah. It was the sound of music and the look of tattoos. Hi-oh. And it made me wonder, does Julie Andrews like have a tramp stamp or something? Like, I wonder what kind of tattoo she God, has. God, I hope so. Man. She has some Edelweiss right above her Edelweiss. <laughs> a little spoonful of sugar right near the spoonful of sugar. Yeah. Maybe. It's possible. Uh, Rob, that's your cue to come up with supercalifragisomething. <laughs> uh, wait, I'm formulating. Come back to me in about right. 15 minutes. We'll go around oh, the room. God. Hey, let's welcome uh, the newbies in the room right now. First up, uh, the lone estrogen, uh, <laughs> if you don't count Rob, uh, <gasps> what? Uh, in the room tonight. We are wel- uh, proud to welcome Brianna Mordente, everyone. Brianna, give us your quick credentials. What are you? Who are you? Um, a previous writer at Premier Radio Networks. Yes. Now a miserable mother. Okay. And miserable because? Because she's five. <laughs> oh, I have nothing in common with her. Yeah. And um, that's about it. Uh, you know? uh, what's, what's, what's the five-year? What's her name? Can we say her name? Do you want to protect? Madeline. Madeline. What is Madeline's like, favorite like movie or thing to watch that she's watching constantly right now? Oh, right now she's watching um, Miles from Tomorrow which is a new cartoon on Disney, and it's about a little boy and his family that live in space. Is his name also Miles? Yeah. I, I, yes. Oh, of course, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, it sounds terrible. Yeah. No, I don't watch with her. She begs, I won't. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you're a terrible mother. I'm terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. you you're welcome here. You will have our uh, our lone report on Fifty Shades of Grey because I don't think anybody else has seen that. No. Because we're all male. Yes. And we wear the pants in our families. I thought it was great. 
Did you have females to drag you to the movie though? Yes. My my female my female has zero interest in seeing that. And uh, now well, she gets it at home. Why should she? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She gets Fifty Shades at home. <laughs> fifty Shades of Lair. She gets a, she gets a few shades. She gets a little shit. All right. Um, let's uh, welcome the second newbie into the room, a uh, writer, director, actor, musician, New Yorker, and uh, gamer who <laughs> just so happens coincidentally to be the roommate of my son, Alex Morgan, in New York, uh, Benjamin K. Martin, everybody. Yeah. You mean you guys haven't heard of me? <laughs> Benjamin actually is uh, just come, came off a uh, disastrous directing job um, and has uh, a lovely short called Derailer, Derailers. Derailing. Der- derailing. Derailing. Yes. Uh, it's obviously memorable for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a real starving artist in New York right now. And uh, he also, along with my son, plays a lot of video games. What's, what's the top, what's the go-to game at the moment? Oh, at the moment, these are the, these are guys that will sit when they when they hang together. They will sit there and try and defend to me these incredibly moving and intricate storylines that these games have. And Jason's Jason's buying into that a little bit, homie. Yeah, I wouldn't homie. have been an I wouldn't have been an artist if it wasn't for Final Fantasy VII. Let's let's not let's not get into really? that, though. Yeah. <laughs> so you are of a generation that is inspired creatively by video games. I mean, yeah, not by like Call of Duty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, God. no, but like, yeah, I will, We, you know. What are you playing right now? Right now, um, oh, you know what I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of like, this was out about a year and a half ago, but I'm kind of jumping on the train now, is Civilization V. Sid Meier's this guy, yeah, I know, yeah, I'm like, not I'm like a, preaching to the... Uh, Kelly? Nothing? JK? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the games, but I think they're fantastic to watch other people that know how to play them, yeah. play them, because oh, yeah. the storylines are fantastic. And they're very yeah. cinematic now, too. Oh yeah, no. I mean, in Civ Five, it's it's basically you're just creating, you're being any number of world leaders throughout history, and you're making a civilization um, as if it started like anywhere on the world map and like from the ground up. Oh, yeah, it's really okay. interesting. Now, by the cool. way, did you notice he's so cool that he calls it Civ Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that cool. Yeah, <laughs> the women are all like, "You play video games." <laughs> All right. Is by the way, because you guys do, you know, you're pretty into it. Uh, are the women catching up? Are there any females? There is a huge contingency. Okay, it's big, man. I mean, really? if you, oh god, if you look oh, yeah. at because there's a there's any, a game any... store down the street from me on Wilshire Boulevard. Well, they're not they hanging do, at GameStop. They do that. Uh, they do. Well, no, it's not. A, it's but it's a it's like a GameStop, but they have that uh, tournament, whatever the freaking tournament is every weekend. Uh-huh. And there is not uh, there is not a female to be found within miles dude go to it's the same thing it's like sort of the same realm as when you're talking about like in comic-con over the past 20 years or so how there's been a huge female surgeons and like now with games too if you talk about blizzcon or like e3 and all those big i i hate that i'm the video game guy right now this is so funny like uh basically uh there's a lot happy there's a lot of ladies and do you want to um, talk about super nintendo because i can jump in <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe uh, you know what you know i grew up on snes though so. yeah man you know what when uh, if you get to pong uh, Rob and I are all <laughs> over that. Over we got it nailed. <laughs> you could have a really good five-word review on that. Uh, ben, th- thanks for being here. Brad Bishop, everybody, is back. Hello. Brad, a uh, brilliant improviser. Oh. And, uh, well, oh, he's an okay improviser. Thank you. Uh, part of the team. Let's not lie to the people. Part of the, part of the <laughs> team goats. Uh, what is uh, top of mind with you right now, Brad? 
Uh, top of mind, I'm I'm gonna bring the the crew down a little bit. Okay. I uh, I'm bummed out about uh, the death of Gary Owens. Mm. Yeah, that was. Uh, I guess that's been about a week, about a week now. Yeah, it was about yeah. a week ago. But you know, I missed I missed the podcast after that. So well, we ha- and we haven't addressed that. Gary Owens uh, was a, a big radio guy here in Los Angeles, most famously known as the man with one hand over his ear, uh, the announcer on Laugh In. Uh, I actually knew Gary. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I um, uh, he was a presence in my life for a, for a, a, a couple of different times. I actually was the first disc jockey on KISS AM back in 1984 when they changed format from Music of Your Life to, uh, which was like old standards and Sinatra and stuff, and I started playing Top 40. Uh, and Gary was part of that that staff. The, the company, Gannett, at the time retained Gary as a, a vice president, and he had an office down the hallway, and I was just, all you had to do, if you wanted great radio stories or any stories, um, or laugh-in stories, just go down to Gary's office. And I went in one day, and he was just sitting there. I said, Gary, what, what is your job now? He's like, well, Larry, and, and literally short of putting his hand over his ear, well, Larry, they fly me to St. Louis, and I get off the plane, and I meet people, and then I fly back home. And he was basically some sort of ambassador for the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, with... Without a breath, he would go, you know, one time Ruth Buzzy and I, and he, would, <laughs> he, was, the, he was the nicest, uh, coolest, funniest guy in the world. We had one situation where we did a tribute to the founder of this company that we're sitting in, Premier, uh, Luis Palenque. We did it at the Laugh Factory. And Gary went up and did like five minutes of his shtick. And it was really funny. And I don't think, from the laugh-in point of view, you really got the chance to see that the guy genuinely had a great sense of humor. And he's a radio legend here in this town back absolutely yeah. back in the, that day. So, yeah, I, that was sad for me, too. He, he was the nicest guy. And you, I believe he was Powdered Toast Man. Yes. And, uh, and the original Space Ghost. Like the Hanna Barbera, oh, not not the Space Ghost Coast to Coast that they eventually did, but the But the original, actual car- the original cartoon, cartoon yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, Gary did a lot of that. He and, had that. and anytime there's an announcer in a cartoon, it's probably Gary, Gary Owens. Owens. <laughs> He's just got that. It's Gary Owens. You know, that, that great voice. Yeah. I have one other quick Gary Owens story. It's my last one. <laughs> when I first got to Kiss in the mid-'80s, Rick Dees was huge. I mean, the biggest show in town. Kiss was the biggest station in town. But right around the time I arrived... There had been this big giant when the calendar section in L.A. Times was more of a tabloid, and it and the they had come and interviewed Rick, and they were going to do this big piece in the L.A. Times about Rick D's, the biggest disc jockey in town. Well, right around that time, somebody had done something in the studio, had messed with his carts, his recordings, and put them out of order or something. And so he sent this internal memo out to all the disc jockeys on his own stationery saying, if anyone ever moves any of my shit again, you will be fired, which he, of course, he did not have the authority to do. <laughs> Somebody sent that letter to the, to the L.A. Times. They reprinted that letter. They put it as the centerpiece of this Rick D's article. And it, it was essentially this amazing hatchet job on what an egotistical maniac Rick Dees was, despite all his, all his success and how many people loved him. It was a real rough piece. Oh, wow. So in my first couple of weeks at KISS, 
I'm on the air, and Rick is in another room recording his weekly top 40 at night because he, he's working these long hours. He's, he's doing TV and stuff. He's, my first meeting with Rick Dees, he stops me in the hallway and he says, Hey, welcome to KISS. Did you see that thing in the L.A. Times? Who would have sent that letter? And he starts grilling me on that letter. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> he thinks that maybe I'm the new guy and I sent the letter in. Well, I found out years later who did it. Who sent it to the L.A. Times? Gary fucking O. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just telling this now that he's passed on. I asked Gary one day, did you really send that letter? He said, well, yeah. And I said, why? And he said, because Rick Dees was such a fucking prick. And <laughs> that's my story. Uh, Rob Eisenman Heisenberg, welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you, kids. Thank you very much. Uh, what is up with you? What is top of mind with you right now? What's on your mind? Well, yeah, I tell you, I'd like to climb Lady Gaga's mountain, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um... Thank really? You would you? Really? Would you? No, not really. Not at all. She, she, I have never found her for a moment attractive in any way. Anyone? Damn, dude. Yeah. No. Harsh. No. no. She's not attractive. But I'm attractive. with you. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'm I'd with rather you. bang Tony Bennett, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, um, I'd take Tony Bennett over a few. I yeah. yeah, I think so. No, everything just, to hear him, would, just to hear I, his voice. I would just, hey, I've seen her in certain shadowy lights. Yeah, but no, I, you know what? She's attractive, but she she's is. average. Yeah, like she, for her yes. caliber, she should be really hot. But yes. yeah, I, I I think that she's relatable though, and that yeah. makes her even hotter. You're right. Yes. But then the meat dresses and all the yeah. you know shebang <laughs> makes her unrelatable. Like you can see pictures of her before she like became really famous. It's like she's on stage and uh, with her brown hair when she was right before she got oh, that must really have looked famous. Awful. She was super hot. Brown, no, she, she, was, like yeah, she was like an she's NYU average. kid. Brown yeah. hair. I, I feel awful. like most people probably just have that stigma towards her of like she's going to be wearing Weird. spikes and covered yeah. in tattoos and things like that. She's she's not Baker a bad looking woman. Yeah, no, she's average. She, she's yeah, got, but you'd pass her on the street and probably wouldn't. Yeah, she right. sang yeah, Sound of Music, okay? She's yeah. legit. Yeah. And, her, and, I mean, and yeah, very her well, too. I mean, she was awesome. No, she did. Yeah. I mean, she did not get a nose job, and that's why I like her, you know? I, I like her that she's... Does she have a nose? No. Yeah. 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 She I never noticed her nose. Yes. Yeah. Her fiance. Find, find the trumpet and go a little north. <laughs> north. Her, her nose is very... Her nose was the trumpet, I thought you were saying. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm still not, I'm not buying it. And she's that. also one of those people who her talent doesn't even make her more attractive. Like, you know how some people, they have a lot of talent, and yeah. you go, damn, that she's bad, or if you're... Of yeah. the persuasion, well, yeah, he's bad. I've always so it's it, she's one of those people. I mean, I think she's a great artist. Yeah. She's bizarre as hell. But <laughs> I look at her, I go, yeah, doesn't do it for me. No, that's that's all I'm saying because I am of the camp. I think there are plenty of celebrities you could point to who, if without their stardom and without their cachet in Hollywood, if you were to see them on the street, you would maybe not look twice. But but there is something about fame and a certain level of success that suddenly makes the attractiveness go up. And I'm saying, and I recognize that, and I, I'm trying to think of any example of that, of, of guys, in particular Rob, who's gone gaga over somebody, <laughs> who I would go, I would not give that young lady a second glance from an attractive standpoint. I, of course, would want to get to know her first uh, and find out what her interests were. How dare you talk about Chloe Grace Moretz like that? <laughs> that okay. <laughs> That's a whole different story. No, I know, I know, I know. It just got real uncomfortable all of a sudden. The police are on their way. <laughs> God, that's where I'm. You know, say, isn't FBI. she? You uh, really young? She's so, real young. Yeah, 
Okay. Not forever. <laughs> okay. Jason E. Kelly, everybody. What's cracking? Jason, what's up? Nice segue, Larry. Nice segue. Now, now I have this whole issue of how much do I hold on to this original file for ever- evidence at some point. <laughs> uh, you might want to delete that out. JK, what's going on? Man, You've been working great. a lot. You've been getting work. Yeah, I've been working Let's like a one Let's hear it for a working man. actor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be working as long as they hire me. Yeah. Uh, things have been busy. Yeah, just been a lot of bookings. Uh, Anything gotta, we can see you on soon um, or hear you on? There was something you just, your well, voice appeared. Well, I just appeared. did my Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Don episode. <laughs> I love it there. when you say that. <laughs> you can say that. I don't care if you're on the show it ever again. You just say that as many times as you Nicky, can. Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Don. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun, the Valentine's episode. Um, I was on and off, and I didn't even really see myself. I just saw the big red sweater I was wearing. But uh, they, I got hired to do uh, the president's uh, an impersonation of the president on Blackish huh. on episode one sixteen. So oh, sweet, they're doing. It's a really, it's a really fun little bit that they're doing, and yeah. they had me come in and 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 talk a little trash as the president. Oh, so that's great. It was cool. Were you on the set? Or uh, was it no, it was booth? all it was up in the booth. Yeah, it was up in the booth. It's the best grand I've made in a while. All right, ten minutes of my life. <laughs> and if beautiful. and and if the president uh, watched the Oscars last night, would he have a take on anything that uh, he saw? Uh, look, uh, not quite sure. Uh, what's going on with uh, Sean Penn? <laughs> <laughs> well, he did have something to say about immigration reform in a very weird way. Uh, I'm in total disagreement. <laughs> the direction he wants to go. <laughs> now that Lonnie Lemons, and Lonnie Lyons, and John Stevens, aka John Legend, and Common really enjoyed that song. Oh, did you? It right. was great. All right, from a tear to my eye. <laughs> Sasha Malia were up performing it like they were on stage with them. It was great. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Mr. President. You're welcome. Uh, more on the Oscars coming up. Eric Schwartz, a.k.a. Smoothie, welcome back from India. You and I actually have had uh, a, a more extensive conversation about that, but uh, are you still resonating from that amazing experience? Yes, I've been to even more exotic lands since then. I've been to, uh, last week I was in Iowa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, it was freezing. I only go to places and, and with Iowa. Yeah. And yeah, I oh my gosh, wow! I just put, I just filled the middle of that sandwich with a totally different meat. Some Da Vinci Code yeah, shit. Exactly. Yeah. Was, you could have used that too. Yeah. Did man. you? T- are you? Have you built India into your act right now? I tell. I'm telling the story about how I got there, and I sh- I said I'm, my pictures everywhere, and I just show them that I'm on the money, and because uh, Gandhi's on all their money, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have I have been been talking about India and uh I've adopted one of the the songs that I went up on stage to. It's uh it's this uh, if you look up Indian Thriller online, you're going to laugh for about 4 minutes. It's hilarious, but this song is it's called Goli Mar 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 Mar. Oh yeah. And I've been using that in my show and I I can't not dance to that song. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's not the same as the the Tunuk guy, right? I don't know. It's like T U N No, no, no. Yeah, nope. Different guy. Okay. Yeah. Another great though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another great. Those yeah. Bollywood videos are amazing, right? Oh, oh yeah. The, the Benny Lava. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Benny Lava. It's Benny Lava. They told me. But wait, they're singing yeah. about Benny Hanna. That doesn't Benny make Hanna. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I, you know, I know that they they touched on it a little bit in um, 
in Slumdog Millionaire, and of all people, uh, Chris Kattan tried to do a show about being a star in India, didn't it? About being a Bollywood star. Does anybody remember that? No. But I'm surprised. No, I'm surprised that Hollywood hasn't tried to appropriate kind of the Bollywood take on something somewhere. I mean, it just hasn't really happened. We keep getting little tastes of it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I'm done the, more I in think parody. I'm the perfect candidate. I, I I think you should put that out in the universe. I'm the resident authority on India, uh, <laughs> and and I think I should be the the first uh, like gringo Hollywood star, a Bollywood star. Yeah, I think I should do it. Well, I'm, you've see? you've appropriated many other cultures into your act. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm a one man melting pot. I think you'd be the first Baldywood star. Oh, oh, there oh we go. and I dropped the mic. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, if you had only dropped it before the Chloe. Um, uh, thank you for being here, Smoothie. All right, so we got a big group tonight. I, I will uh, just go ahead and launch us into more Oscar postmortem because uh, that's really top of mind. And um, I, I, my first initial thoughts, and this was confirmed by my wife, who literally, Sharla had one comment after three and a half hours of whatever that was last night. <laughs> All Charlotte could retain from the entire evening was, wow, John Travolta's creepy. <laughs> and by the way, she is not wrong. John Travolta was weird. That was disturbing. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say anything yeah. about Chloe, Chloe whoever. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But... He, no, he didn't the, make any lascivious uh, moves toward any underage women. That's true. No, but the Eric. Oscar for oh, best man. visual effect should have gone to his wig maker. Hey, yo. I don't know which one that was from the collection, but wow, it's spray paint. The Dracula. Yeah, it's yeah. like spray the paint Dracula on his head. Widow Peak. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. <laughs> it was pretty amazing, uh, and he 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 did himself a favor by coming out and and doing the whole Adina Menzel bit. And then immediately blew it again by being all weird with her face, and 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 she turns away, and he's still his hand is still there. Uh, uh, <laughs> that big smile she had on too. She's like, oh, yeah, this is me. <laughs> Easy, John. I'm not a masseuse. <laughs> oh, did you so, see the photo of him? The Twitter pic that was circulating with him sitting behind Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Staring at him yeah, very lasciviously. Oh, uh, it was either the was evil hate, hate stare or, or the, the evil, evil you in danger stare. girl. Yeah. No, the evil think, I'm thinking and, uh, about you stare. There's also the the about. awkward hug with Scarlett Johansson picture. Yes, he's got, like he's like coming at her from the side with his <laughs> yeah. arm around, and yeah. she's just trying to stare the other direction. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I feel like it's one of those pictures that's taken at the right moment. You sure. know, yeah. Like, oh, she probably yeah. didn't see him coming right there, but it didn't but, help the way he behaved yeah. later on that night. It is also just mad creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has kind of become just an an oddity now. After forty five, it went downhill for him. Yeah, and he's become real, real, real weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How old is Very he now? Sixty. He's got to be older than 45. Oh, yeah, he's, he's in his 50s, early yeah, 60s, I think. Yeah. I'm not 60, sure. Probably, Somebody yeah. who has access to the internet should look that up. Did y'all see he was on Kimmel afterwards? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I missed the show. Was he molesting? He, no, but he, <laughs> he told the story of what happened last year with getting the name wrong. Yeah. And he was saying that they, they came and got him, and he thought he had like 15 minutes. And then they were like, you're going up next. And he didn't realize it. And I guess like something happened where the person who was supposed to get him got stuck in an elevator, 
It was, it was very convoluted, and he ran into Goldie Hawn, and he was really starstruck with Goldie Hawn. He's loving her. And then, up, as yeah, as they as they were going out, the page turned to him and was like, "By the way, we changed her name to be phonetically spelled when you go out there to and make it had, easier for you." And he hadn't rehearsed with that, so when he went out there, it caught him off guard. Oh, <laughs> and so he that's why like he has that look on his face, like that's not the name I remember. <laughs> you know? But how did he get Adele Nazim out of yeah, a phonetic I don't, I don't spelling of? All right, if he had gone to rehearsal, I think it was just panic. Like the rest of the people, yeah, he would have gotten it right. Yeah, yeah. that's what rehearsals for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, overall, though, um, I was, I, I'm, I would never be one to bag on Doogie um, because I think he's probably a great, been a great host on every other show he's ever hosted, and was not last night. Am I wrong? I um, can you blame him? Like he delivered the jokes well. But the yeah. jokes were yeah. bad. Poor taste. Yeah. 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 Was it the material? When he was off cuff and just going off the top of his head, yeah. he was brilliant. The Birdman thing was funny. Birdman yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. He made me LOL a few times. I'm sorry. What? He made you what? He made me LOL a few times. Oh god. The open. The whole opening bit was great. I thought. Yeah, that was awesome. He did a good job. Awesome. I would agree. The writing was kind of subpar. There were some weird. Some of his his introductions. They didn't even seem like jokes, and I think they were supposed to be. Like at one point, didn't he say something like, "And here's who, here's two people who deserve to be here." Well, that was a no, that, that, that was a that was a thinly veiled reference to the fact that Jennifer Aniston and uh, somebody say his the guy name? from uh, the guy Selma. from Selma, yeah. <laughs> David Oleyewu. You didn't do any better of a job than I would have done. I'm not supposed to. If you got an American dude to play that part, I would have gotten that <laughs> shit right. <laughs> David Smith, you, we, you, yeah. we could say. So what, what were you saying? No, uh, that they dig at the Oscars. Those were two. The they considered yeah. those to be two snubs in the industry. That oh, yeah. for Jennifer Aniston for Cake. And David Oyelowo for Selma. So that was that was that reference, which but that was awkward. I think the best example of what you guys are talking about, how he he delivered it really well, but it was the joke was not that strong. Was it was the Chris Pine intro, where it was somebody's name was super convoluted, and he's and he said here comes so and so really convoluted, and then and Chris Pine. It was like. And the easiest name, but he delivered it right. But what can you do with that? That's yeah. what the material was. Yeah, you know? the the one I think that he he might have missed on. He kind of hinted at it was when he said the next or, our next presenter is the uh, the most well adjusted child star here tonight. And I felt like he should have had some kind of like hey moment because. He's one, you know. It's like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But I felt like it caught him off guard. Like at the very last second, he realized, "Oh, that's a joke on me." <laughs> like he was just discovering it. I, I mean, I, I think you know, obviously, the the crit- criticism about this stuff, the writing for those intros has never been good anywhere ever, except the really. Uh, except the Golden Globes, actually, because it's they're great on the BET Hip Hop Awards. <laughs> <laughs> I like that show, which Neil Patrick Harris hosted. Oddly, uh, uh, what? Yeah. Uh, what? What about the actual? Uh, now Ben and I had a long car conversation, which we can reenact for you on the way here, because uh, Ben is in the Birdman camp, I am in the Boyhood camp. Although I have great respect for that one, and he uh, the same for the other. Uh, I was rooting for Boyhood because it had a real deep 
resonant emotional impact on me well beyond what I thought of it cinematically. It was it, it so personally that was my movie and I have a huge respect for Birdman. So I got no problem with with who won who quote lost. Uh, and and Ben was all about the Birdman. And we t- discussed that in great length. I wish we'd had a microphone going because it was a pretty damn good conversation. Yeah, no, it was good. But all, in a nutshell, Ben, what, why why Birdman for you, did you feel like that deserved it? I think, you know, Birdman for me, that was actually truly one of the best movies I've seen in a couple of years for me. Um, I thought, I mean, it's like, where do you begin? It, it was a film where form meets content. First of all, where they made it feel like uh, like the pacing of a stage play and like it t- taking place around a stage play and just, you know, just the cinematographic craziness that <laughs> yeah. that ensued for having to make it look like that was done in one take. But besides that, tour de force cast uh, or tour de force performance by um, Michael Keaton and the, the surrounding cast was just incredible. Um, but I it's so strange. I mean, boyhood definitely affected me. Um, I am really close to being of that generation and definitely like experience very similar things to what was going on for the characters in that film. Um, but for some reason it was at the end of Birdman that I was just like bawling. Yeah. It really, it, it struck a real chord, not just as somebody who's like try, you know, like just getting into the industry or like, that's my, the, you know, having a passion for film or theater, just as a piece of really amazing human storytelling. Yeah. You know, it followed him so well. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt like I'm I'm Team Birdman, uh, <laughs> not just because that was my that was my nickname on my soccer team because I run very funnily. Uh, <laughs> I got long legs, so there's like he's like an ostrich. Oh great! Uh, oh, but we can work that out for you right here. Right. Um, Bring that mic closer to you, Brett. Oh, sorry, but I I, I don't know. I felt like uh, you know the best picture winner should be one that like pushes cinema forward and i felt like that one did just the way it was shot the way it was acted i think you could say an argument for for boyhood in the same way in a very i mean this is my argument and i've said this in this podcast before is that those two movies were our head and shoulders we i i believe whiplash belongs in that group but those two in particular as far as cinematic efforts are head and shoulders above almost anything else that came out this year I'm, in okay. different in completely different ways pushed the form i'm going to say something controversial oh oh, oh dear God, i was no. uh, uh, more controversial than an underage well, female yeah. i was right, stop it i i watched <laughs> boyhood last week and I was bored. Uh, no, hey, I, I get it. I was, if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. No, yeah. I know people have felt that way. That's all I right. Wasn't. I, thought, I thought it was very well done. You're all done. stupid, but... I thought it was very well done, <laughs> but to me, it's like Richard Linkletter tried an experiment, and I just thought it didn't work. I was just kind of like, all right, he did this thing where he filmed over 12 years, and now it's like, okay, well, we won't do that again, because that wasn't really... Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go so far to say I was bored, but I will say that the best thing that Boyhood had going for it was the twelve-year uh, thing. The technical that, prowess, w- yeah, yeah, was amazing. That was that was really amazing. But wh- what happened for me with Boyhood is the story wasn't as uh, it wasn't as big of a deal for me. The story wasn't a huge like story for me. Maybe it just didn't resonate with me. And then also, I got to say the kid, the kid. I I noticed something where it, it bothered me. It started. I was like, man, L. R. Coltrane, like the main dude. Yeah, it just started for a, for a few scenes. I was like, okay, I'm over this kid. You, <laughs> you did, did you find yourself attracted to him? Is that the problem? Yeah. You were yeah. beginning to yeah. question your sexuality. Yeah. Exactly. And you're talking about me. Ex- yeah. Well, <laughs> at what age did you start to? <laughs> yeah, when he got about 16, I was like, <laughs> I'm checked out. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 I said this earlier too and it's what you're touching on now but it was like 
if you just had Boyhood as a movie where they didn't shoot it over 12 years exactly. and they just cast different kids to like get older and older as an like standalone narrative and like the it is and I get it like not every good movie needs to have like the most amazing story a lot of things are very character driven and this was definitely an example of right. that but I just think if it was and it, and you made a good point too that well the point is is that they did do but it they over did do it that years, way but, and it's yeah. and it's built into the movie's DNA because of that and and also I think because it didn't have one of the the real beauties of the movie and one of the brilliant things they did is that it didn't follow a typical narrative structure because it actually followed more of the way life actually works. They, uh, Linklater has talked specifically about a couple of points in the movie that many audiences have gone, oh, no, like they think something bad is about to happen and then doesn't. Like throwing because, the, knife, the, throwing the, uh, the sharp object. Like throwing the, the sharp yeah, object, boy. that scene, and also the... the Spoiler g- alert. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and something tragic doesn't happen because it... it, it didn't need to. It didn't have to. It, it, so we're all kind of so ingrained to expect this, this, this twist, this turn. And I, and I think it's, for some people that didn't satisfy. All I know is, and I know I'm not alone because it got a freaking Academy Award Brad uh, nomination. <laughs> um, I know that other people were really moved by it, and I know I've had trouble explaining why. And I've had I've read a lot of other reviews with other people who felt the same way and are able to kind of pick it apart for their own reason. But it, 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 I I I dropped out of the fact that it was uh, that there was this gimmick, so to speak, early on. And I was completely immersed in it. And I walked out very moved and emotional and, and not bawling like Sissy Ben over there over Birdman. I just love movies so much. <laughs> it was Beck versus Beyonce for me. And I was rooting for Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna, we haven't heard from the chick in the room. Did you see no. either one of those movies? No. Okay. What? Let's talk fashion. Last night, yeah. No, last night's a little fuzzy because the champagne was flowing. Really? Yeah. But, but so you didn't see any of those movies but you were still celebrating nonetheless. Oh yeah, no champagne up at Mama's we watch every year. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the movies I just but I watch to be like, the Oscars. The Oscars were last night? I don't <laughs> <laughs> Or as Brianna likes to call it Sunday. Yay! <laughs> champagne day. Do you have a favorite movie from this past year? Was there anything nominated that that you were fascinated by? Have you just been stuck in the house you watching know, terrible no, I, television I don't actually with you? see movies. Yeah. I don't really go to the movies unless Except they're you, cartoons. You so have you have seen a movie though. I did. Yes. I saw Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. With oh. My, oh, let's yeah, let's that was, I yeah, didn't read yeah. it. You know, I mean it's not art. Well, so. you, then you probably missed all the subtleties of the book. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't comparing it like <laughs> oh, most right. of the people were, but right. um you know, it's not art. It was just a fun little ride. It was good. Dakota is so cute. She looks just like her dad with her mom's little softness when she speaks. And he was kind of cute in a skinny way. And uh, <laughs> did you? Uh, it was good. No, it wasn't. You got caught up in it. Did you? Did, were you titillated by it? Did you find your? No, I'm. My my friends said, if I can say, they would always say I had to put the book down. My vagina started to hurt. <laughs> That's what I said when so I So I think I call it more of a tingle. I don't think it hurts. It more tingles. There was a little tingling, but yeah. not too bad. All right. The book vibrates? No. Do you I, think that we were going to dick tingle from seeing it or You know what? I think it's a good movie for a guy to see on a must rent 10 o'clock on a Saturday wine in hand watching with your wife. Kind of, ah, but I wouldn't go to the movie theater <laughs> okay. as a male and see it. So, so, so here's my question because this is I've I've seen this brought up before, and, and you're the only person I've met who's actually seen the movie. So, 
a lot of people are saying like, all right, imagine if Gray wasn't rich. rich. Yeah, exactly. It would be a different. It'd be a lifetime movie that, at that yeah. point, right? Hmm. It would be a completely different movie. Like It'd be, John Travolta would be in it for one. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you know, she kind of has to decide if she's going to go along with this. And I think the helicopter he owns and all the money kind of helps her make a decision. I don't know if he was a janitor. See, if it's she that thing would go along with fame it. Fame and power makes it more attractive. It, yeah, it's the Hugh Hefner uh, power. You know that if you have money, you're going to get the girl. Is it in any way empowering for females? The, the this you know it kind of is okay well no it isn't it's just a, no it isn't you know what it isn't. it's just a fun oh, little ride God. don't have any expectations put that on and the don't poster it's kind of testimonials well why it's kind of like Seth Meyers bit. thing didn't need it kind of liked it <laughs> yeah no it's not empowering for women but she does have more power than one would think because he starts becoming you know entranced with her so you know she it's a her him thing so right. you know it's like any relationship if they make up. Uh, yeah if they make the follow-up two movies or if in true hollywood fashion they'll divide the third one up into two movies or something, <laughs> would you go see them yeah all right are you interested but in I, reading the book read. you're no. not gonna read no yeah. too descriptive I heard, yeah, I can't stand a lot of describing. Too many words. I thought yeah. I heard that the guy isn't going to do any more. The, <gasps> oh, right? no, we can't lose him. He's the only Christian <laughs> Grey there could be. No, well, no, he's Here's good. the thing, though. We, we uh, in this room, we had talked about, or, uh, yeah, I think we did. We talked about first week, for sure, it was going to make all its money back. It was only a $30 million movie. It made $80 million, like on Friday or something. But the drop-off which I also think we talked about, the drop-off after that first weekend was pretty substantial, even though, I guess, still number one. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It made all the money. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. That first weekend was everything. That's all that matters yeah. anymore anyway. It's everything. First weekend is literally it from now on. Bam, it's, bam, thank you, man. Yeah, Everybody else is waiting for it to come on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, I'll make my husband see it. It's a must rent. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, just because. Do you want to see him squirm, or I think. Do you want to show him something that maybe see his vagina tingle? I think yeah. First of all, okay, and it's kind of interesting, like because it's kind of has a manly point of view to it. Like a guy could like it. It's not just a girl movie. Right. Yeah, there's there's nudity, right? You can see. <laughs> Put it this way: the only men are going to see this right? movie is yeah, with dude. their wife. A group of dudes can't go see this movie. You'll oh, look like I'm, an oh my god! Like, let's, let's do it. Do it. Let's cross the street to the arc Let's go. I take that as a challenge, Miss Mordenthang. Fifty Shades of Snark. That would be an awesome flash mob. What would we do? In the middle of the movie, we just do our. I don't know. We, I don't know. We Bollywood. Literally flash as a mob. Oh, oh okay. But no, like that Ma- would be Macho a, Man or something. That would be a cool video, viral video, to like document our experience going to see 50 Shades of Grey. But now, by guys. now, if there's, there's no women in there, right? It's just the B team. <laughs> it's the B team and John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, get John. yeah we'll take out yeah. leather whips. Yeah. Travolta, Travolta we, we invite you to come with us to go see 50 Shades of Grey. <laughs> All right, who else has seen something, uh, is watching something, loves something ah. that they're into? Uh, ahead, the Iceman. No, go, uh, 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 Kingsman. Saw Kingsman the Secret Service. How was it? I really liked it. You know, it actually, it must be getting good word of, word of mouth because it was the strong number two. Uh, so to speak, uh, at the box office over the weekend with very little marketing. I've heard nothing but good things. Everybody I know that's seen it loved it. It's it's 
cartoony. It's graphically violent to the point of, oh, my God, in some spots. But it, it's but in a good it, way. It, yes, but it, it reminded me it had a it's James Bond meets Kill Bill hmm. oh, meets wow. um, those old sixties spy spoofs like in like Flint kind exactly. Of. Yeah, which is what Austin Powers was supposed to be exactly. But it's not that goofy. But really well acted and funny and twisty and and just some of the the balletic violence. With Colin Firth, of all people, being a badass. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't even stutter. And, and <laughs> no, that, was re- a, that was a party play. Ooh, yeah, I was. really, really enjoyed it. And I saw it for free. Oh, well, even, even well, better. Well, no wonder. <laughs> uh, JK, did you have something to add there? Something you're into? What the fuck was that Lego movie song performance oh, yesterday? Everything is <laughs> awesome. I, I wondered oh what people thought who hadn't seen the movie when they when that came on. Well, I it must be baffling, but it was great. I was tripping on Molly throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was an LSD trip of a of a of a experience i'll say this about it it was colorful it felt like a continuation of Katy perry's super bowl halftime performance (laughs) it didn't it didn't last very long and anybody who saw the movie probably thought that was you know i'm just trying to figure out how the song got nominated I mean, yeah. I get why well, Happy got nominated. It's like I explained, like, but everything is. All, I mean, the vocals, the lyric, nothing about that song. Blame even Canada was nominated. Like, yeah, way back. Blame when. Blame Canada is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robin, <laughs> Williams, Robin Williams sang it at yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. Matt, Matt Trey won. Wore, wore dresses to that. So uh, I was forced to see the Lego movie, and, and it was so bad. But that oh, song. I love the Lego oh, movie. Oh, get out of here! Oh, please! Oh, stop it! Just stop it! When we go see Fifty Shades, you have to watch the Lego movie again. She's seen it. It was so bad, but when. Everything is awesome. I like perked up in my seat, like I might. Uh, and yeah. I didn't know why. It just it was the best thing about the movie. They should okay. make a Lego Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh god! Yes, already. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> um, I loved a Lego movie. It gave Cindy a migraine, but I loved it. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> I liked it too. Uh, I liked it. Wait, can, I, I, can, I, I, can I ask a quick question? The the rapping parts that Andy Samberg and his little puppet friends did. <laughs> I, I don't remember Lonely that Island. in the film. It that. wasn't in the film. They they I it be- was in the credits. Oh. Yeah, the yeah, that's right. It, it oh. wasn't prominent in the film, but that was part of the original song. I did not yeah. know that. And they also brought in Will Arnett as yeah. Batman, yeah, Batman to sing his song that wasn't part of that. Yeah, the- and inexplicably, Questlove from the Roots, unless he was on the song, and I don't know it. Well, but- he's just a boss. He just wanted. Yeah, that's true. I mean, awesome. literally, yeah. anybody who everywhere. has a chance Quest to put Quest, like yeah, if- the musical Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Shows up. In right. yeah. That, that is the brother. perfect analogy. Yes. If you want somebody to you know, just be cool to put in your thing, get Questlove if you possibly can. Uh, so we're back to the Oscars again. But it, uh, we don't have to be. I'll just ask. No, it's all right. Oh, uh, it's all right. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I guess it's top of mind for people. Has, have we heard anything about the ratings on on that show? It's down. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's it like no. lowest since 2009 or something. Well, it's it Which conti- isn't that long ago. Well, it continues that. to be the uh, part of the problem is uh, the people who are always saying that the the Academy tends to vote in the same type of movies. Except what's happened is it's become mostly smaller independent films that get the the most the most accolades, and it's not box office winners. And by the way, there just aren't box office winners anymore. I will say that I do believe that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was robbed for um, best special effects by Interstellar. 
I'm not and, sure how a special effects movie loses to a movie with and uh, makeup and Matthew hair, McConaughey and hair. <laughs> yeah, they missed they makeup. And, I don't understand. makeup and hair to uh, to uh, the Wes Anderson uh, Grand Budapest uh, Hotel. Grand Budapest, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that had great makeup and hair too. But you're talking about making somebody to be an alien. Speak on it, brother. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <what? laughs> yeah, it's just the logic is right in front of you. Go. How? Oh, okay, y'all just didn't like y'all don't want to give comic yeah. book movies. Well, I'm sure I'm sure there there is a contingent that would say go ahead and make that tenth spot, Guardians of the Galaxy, just to give it some credit for being original and being a hit. Yeah, it's been a lot. I mean, Star Wars got a Best Picture nomination. Uh, I know that was a phenomenon, and that was. Uh, but if you watch that now, uh, as as much affection as I have for the very first Star Wars movie, it's not. It's not it's not a great movie. Yeah, but if they're not going to ever give Dark Knight. I will say this, though, yeah. for Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved the movie. It suffers from all the Marvel movie problems of the villain wasn't strong enough. Like, True. the villain hey, wasn't... That, yeah. yeah, no. At some point, the villain needs to win. He needs to kick <laughs> ass. Oh, God. The villain just needs to be... Like, player. other than Loki, right. the yeah. Marvel movies haven't... Like, no, I, I get you. But you're very right. one-dimensional. Right. I, I, Hopefully Thanos And I love Lee Pace. Lee Pace is... I loved him in his show, The Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Oh, that oh, was yeah. a great show, and he was great in it, but... I actually am sitting here trying to remember who the villain was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Ronan, Ronan. the Accuser. He's, he was... The voice, and oh, he was yeah. badass. <laughs> All right. Big hammer. Hit motherfuckers blue, in the head with a blue hammer. Face. Yeah, yeah, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> I think you're. I think your point is well yeah. taken there, Brad. Uh, what else? Who else is seeing what, and what else is going on? I'm Team Sama, so you know how I feel. Uh, no, I'm actually I'm very much team like Ava DuVernay. That's bullshit. It was great, yeah. and and I and I really I mean I truly do think because I, I I saw Selma right. after the nominations had come out and there was a big hubbub about like Ava DuVernay not getting you know the director nod, mm-hmm. and I was like okay well I'm just gonna watch it and be like you know and and really try to objectively like look yeah and I was like yeah nah son like that was directed. She put a it lot down. better than some other shit that she I saw that was up there. Lady she Elf. really did. She did. She really put yeah. it down. But <laughs> let me bring this up, guys. Okay, they didn't nominate. They didn't fill all the spots for for Oscars, right? Right. From a strictly yeah. PR standpoint, for Best Picture, why wouldn't you? Just from strictly PR, I had not. I've not seen Selma. I need to see it. But why wouldn't you nominate Selma? It's a great movie. A lot of people say it got it got robbed, and especially with the year that we've had. Oh, it got the, best picture nominated. Oh, it did. No, it was. Okay, it got, but it's also it like it's like oh yeah, it was the best picture. Um, that doesn't mean it had the best director though, for sure. But it was the best right. picture. Like what? Like what, like what? What? Like what? It's just like this logic of like we're going to nominate you for best picture, but not nominate you for these well, other that things was that the make problem. you the best picture. That was the problem. Right. It, if anything, it felt like a token nomination to yeah. recognize the effort they made, but the but the people involved. Now I haven't seen Selma still, and I and I do want to see it. But the beyond Jason's passion for it, now yours, Ben's. I I I hear a lot of people say the same thing that that definitely that was that was missed it was missed it was strong i i I don't think it was the best and that's not being deadly honest yeah but i do think it was exceptionally strong and the push that was put behind it from a marketing standpoint i would like i would have liked to see some more advertising dollars going into it just so more people saw it but what common and john legend did last night that that was the biggest moment of the whole oscars you know that was that was probably it right uh the peak of the show maybe yeah yeah. What, what, you didn't like the briefcase bit? No. <laughs> oh, boy. Come on, that thing was flatter than Kira Knightley. hi all Oh, oh. wow. No, that wow. was a wonderful moment. The John Legend thing was great. So we're taking the bets Julie now Andrews, who when she, you know, Rob is going to uh, assault or insult next. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Yeah. No, the Julie Andrews thing, I mean, she's, there's something, I don't know what it is. 
I mean, she's got two movies. There's Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music. After that, hey, you know, I don't know. But for some <laughs> reason, she is just like this... Goddess, I, yeah, she's a goddess. She's and like I, no, she's I, a I, she's American. She's our version of American it. royalty. She's yeah. she's very the so. yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. So. But you're right. What I said, very much so. Yeah, yeah she is. She's but you're right. Out of, outside of Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, I mean, she flashed her boobies in that SOB movie in like yeah. 1981. Yeah. Who cares? Nope. Well, I, I at the time I cared a great deal. Actually, <laughs> I, it brought a whole whole new meaning to Mary Poppins. If you know oh. what I mean. Hey, did I, uh, did I do the spoonful you. of sugar bit? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just jump in. I was just I you're just, chomping at the bit to say man, champ black people the... clean their teeth like that. They pop their mouth. <laughs> That's just me doing <laughs> sounds and shit. Wait man. a minute. Black people clean their we, teeth that nah, way? We, just, we always sucking on our damn teeth or something. How, <laughs> how is that a cultural thing? How is that did. an ethnic thing? We just be doing that shit. I have time. never heard that yeah, or, really? or or no. I, okay. I hang out with black people. I've heard it. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I have, I have like, Is that mad like the LL friends. Cool J lip oh licking no, thing? You know, that's... I can't watch him anymore and be a host. No, he licks his lips to the point of distraction. It's not just a little bit. Once you notice it, your eyes are focused. So no, annoying. it is. It's so I cannot annoying. watch him host anything. Yeah, because you know you want that. What is that? Yeah. But no, and I like him. He's cute. Well, that's and... what LL stands for. Oh. Lick lips. Yes. Oh. Hey. He should be the spokesperson for Chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> his lips must get awfully dry. They I have don't, to. They have to. Uh, I, I don't know. His tongue it might be pretty moist. It might. Yeah. You know? Depends Too how much. moist his tongue is. Damn. How hydrating it is. Anybody got a tingling vagina right now? <laughs> yeah. Tingling vagina. That's um, is anybody watching Walking Dead? <gasps> no, no, I hear it's There's, fabulous. It's, it's really getting good. I, I yeah. didn't watch the latest good. episodes. No. The, I've watched oh, every yeah. episode. Except, okay, well, yeah. then I don't want to okay. have any spoilers. <laughs> I, I, am, I am hearing this is a strong season. There are many people saying that. And Oh, crap. Did I mess I something think, up? No, everything's fine. Way it, to go, Schwartz. It's not, is it rolling? Hold on. Everybody stand by. It's fine. It's right. Everything's fine. I got. I have a waveform. Everything is awesome. We're good. Everything, Everything is, is awesome. Oh, thank you, Brad. Um, uh, is, any, is anybody watching the final season of Parks and Rec? No. <sighs> no. That's sad news about the shows. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The producer. What happened? Uh, Harris Whittles, who is, was, was 30 years old, 30. Uh, a pu- publicly battling drug addiction. Anybody who has worked on that show or knows him considers him to be the one of the young comic geniuses on the rise. Very big in the UCB crowd, yeah. improv. Yeah. yeah, and he he had uh, in particular he had done a podcast with Pete Holmes where they kind of extrapolated his constant struggle with drug abuse and was supposedly quote in the going in the right direction, uh, and obviously it didn't take. Uh, uh, so a troubled guy, um, but yeah that. Uh, what was his name? Harris Whittles. Um, that show is gloriously off the rails in its final season. I think I've said that before. I, I love Parks and Rec. I think they developed into one of the best ensemble. I think up with Veep, probably the best comic ensemble on TV. And for network TV to just be able to have stayed on as long as they have and do what they do. I've only heard that, that like particularly after the first season. 
I keep hearing that it's like after it first. I st- I liked the first season, but they totally gelled. And Chris Pratt in particular was a guy that started to shine and and brought a new dimension. But everybody in that is good. This season they jumped ahead in time. They're doing these things. They're supposedly in 2017, so they haven't gone that far in the future. But this Google-like company has moved into town, and they have all these little moments where like they've leapt ahead with like drones delivering packages, and their cell phones have these holographic images that come out they never reference it you just see it um there's a there's a disc jockey nick kroll play there actually they 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 uh, a recent episode they were looking for a new mayor for the town of pawnee and it was a just an excuse to just jam through every major character that's ever been on the show in a kind of a montage including henry winkler uh uh, jenny slate as, as henry winkler's daughter and Nick Kroll is part of a team, a radio morning show, Shock Jock Show. And I forget <laughs> the name of the team, but he, it's something and the douche. <laughs> and, he, and he plays the douche. And he's pitching himself as mayor. And he's going, well, think about it. You know, I, you need somebody who's great at communicating with large groups of people. And I really think that I have a point of view that I could do something in this town. Plus, I could really, and he says something nasty about getting great tail or whatever. And he holds up his phone and hits a button and it makes a fart sound. But you see this holographic, like, stick figure with a poop behind it or a little, you know, puff of air. They're doing these wacky things. <laughs> they have just, again, gloriously gone off the rails going, this, we know this is our final season. We are going to get weird. <laughs> and they're pushing the envelope. It is really, really good. And I, I, uh, I have a real affection for that show. I think those people are great. And I, it's funny, if you ever watch Letterman, he has started to take to it, too. He will have on any Parks and Rec cast member anytime, no matter what level they're at. He will bring mm-hmm. them all on and just sit there and rave. Adam Scott was on the other night and was one of the best interviews I've ever seen because Letterman woke up for a good 10 minutes <laughs> and actually talked to the guy because he has an affection for it. Uh, and that's another thing we got to talk about. Letterman's uh, saying goodbye at some oh, point. Yeah. And, uh, when is that official? I believe it's May. Yeah. Sometime in May. He had a great moment with uh, Will Smith uh, this last week. Uh, David Letterman. Will Smith comes out and they're playing uh, Getting Jiggy With It and <laughs> Will grabs the mic and he raps the first verse and they, they uh, Letterman's just like totally into it and then and then uh, he says something like like uh, you, I'm going to try to do that or something. It was a really good moment and, and Letterman was like really laughing like for real. Yeah. yeah. He seems to be enjoying himself now that he knows he's almost done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's letting and his I, hair grow. If you notice, his hair has gotten really, yeah, really yeah. yeah, it's shaggy. really shaggy. And I, I think he's just waving his hairdresser away. It just might be. Yeah. But he had the kids. I've had sci- jobs like that. He had the kids scientists on the other uh, night, and it was really one of the funnier segments that I've seen on there in quite a while. Yeah. He was really having fun and joking around with these kids, and and uh, I think he's having fun. Yeah, I I uh, I know I'm old. I admit that, uh, but everything I love is going away this year. I mean, Colbert saying goodbye. John Stewart about to leave. Letterman, who I have been watching. There was a period of time in my life where I did not miss a David uh, a, a late late show or whatever they call late it. Uh, the, the, well, with the NBC show. I mean, I was watching the the bad NBC uh, morning show that he had for a while. Um, uh, stuff I love is going away all, yeah. all at but, the same time. But you'll get Colbert back. I'm interested. Letterman. No, here's the interesting thing, and this is what I was going to bring this up too. Is like 
I'm very interested to see like wh- who Colbert is behind that desk when well, he's it's not, not being Colbert. It's not going to be that character. It's not. I know. Of course, it's not. I, I have. I think he's going to be fine oh, because be he's really multi-talented. He he's not going to be a Jimmy Fallon, but he can he can be musical and he can, you know. I think the the group he'll bring with him is probably many people from his world oh, yeah. at the Colbert oh, yeah. show. It's, it's basically his. show. It's the revitalization they kind of needed. I feel like yeah. it's bringing a whole. Different... And this is going to open up a whole new world for them because they're not yeah. pigeonholed to be that news show, that parody news show. But, now they can. But that's yeah. the thing. That, I mean, uh, there are very few things we can point to in our lifetime that have been around long enough to say that they've maybe kind of changed the zeitgeist a little bit. I mean, the the, yeah. the stuff that Colbert and John Stewart both have done in in the guise of comedy, while at the same time being really impactful and getting some shit done. The social criticism, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, you haven't seen that done. I it's been the '60s since. You know, there were actively people doing stuff like that, doing really strong satirical stuff. It's, everything's very quick and disposable. Right. Get right up on it. And bro. now we've got uh, we got John Oliver. That was yeah uh, sure. on HBO, and he's really taking it to another level. And I right like now. what Larry Wilmore's oh, doing. Yeah, too. yeah, Larry Larry Wilmore's great. The yeah. Nightly Show. Yeah, and and because it specifically will talk about race, which I think is is critical to making it unique. Uh, but it's not the only thing they talk about. What, J.K.? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sucking on his teeth. Is, is leaning into a microphone another black thing that I don't know about? Yeah, that's how we do. It's, <laughs> it's a Kanye thing. I know that. Oh, Kanye. Uh, no. He's a lay all the way down. <laughs> yeah. All the way down. I just saw a, a great meme. It was uh, Beyonce sitting next to Jay-Z sitting next to Kanye, sitting next to Kim. Sitting and next to the stupid baby? No, no, oh. no. Oh. And above, above, above them all, it said Beyonce, 17 Grammys. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Jay-Z, 19 Grammys. Kanye, 21 Grammys. A porn tape. <laughs> 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 the reason why she's there. Best things. Oh. Sex tape, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's begin to wrap things up here a little bit. And is there anything that we haven't covered that you're excited about, that you're looking forward to, that's coming up for you? Brianna. Me? Yeah. God, nothing. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> What what is what is your what is uh, what is a pissed off housewife's uh, mom's life like these days? Um, well, you know, kindergarten. She's in kindergarten, and you're supposed to volunteer in the class, which I don't. So you know, kind of a lot of avoiding, a lot of making so pretend I'm running off to work. Yeah, a lot of oh yeah, you know. Being a mom, being a mom, I'll tell you this. And I told Iceman, being a mom, it's like being on a blind date all the time because I have to get together with the parents of her friends, and it's a small talk, and it's no one you're ever going to like be friends with forever. Right, right. It's just that's what yeah. That is one thing we discovered. All those friends that Alex made, that we became quote friends with the parents. Are the last people I would want to hang out with now, and they, and they aren't. Uh, oh God, they might be. Right. Oh, they might be listening to this. I, yeah. that. I was going to say, <laughs> Larry's not talking about you. No, no, no I'm not yeah. talking about you. No, fill in the not blank. Not talking about you, Mr. and Mrs. John Smith uh, at 14 Maplewood Lane. But that is a forced friendship uh, when when the yeah. kids have to be friends with somebody. It's kind of nice, though. It has this, you know, because you don't have to ever be friends with them. So it's kind of nice to talk 
freely with someone you know you're never going to see again. Yeah, it's like you could just reuse like, your stories. It's like totally uh, bearing your soul to the guy on the airplane that you know you're never yes. going to talk to again. I love that. that is the a guy phenomenon. on the airplane is my best friend. Yeah. He will keep my secret. I hate my friends. They keep no secrets, but the the strangers they'll keep it all. Yeah. They will. Haven't we all heard everything. some shit on airplanes from other people? Oh, oh, you yeah. feel like you're hearing it for maybe like the, for the first time? I make yeah. up shit sometimes. I'll have like an alibi sometimes. You know, like you mean to yeah, something to like, provocative like, or no, just like, you know, have a conversation, but like maybe just like be somebody else for a minute. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? see, I can't Method. do that as a mom. I can't do that. I always have to be her mom. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Sorry. I have to be. I have sometimes have to be an asshole on the plane because I, I'm tired. And, and this, I'm, this one woman was sitting next to me. She was her first time on a plane. And she was really clueless. And I could tell she wanted to talk to me. And I just like did not make eye contact. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't speak English. Oh, you get that body language where That's they're like, my husband yeah. does they're, to me. They're trying to kind of catch your eye and, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. I had to tell an eight-year-old boy to shut up one time. <gasps> oh. Did the parents hear you? Uh, they were, I think they were Latinos, so they didn't really understand what I said to oh, them. Now, par- parents on a plane don't listen to anything yeah. that they tell really their don't. children. Oh, I walk in apologizing. Yeah. You know, oh, sorry, I, yeah. we're in first class. <laughs> I know this sucks. Yeah. I made the mistake of of keeping this like little six year old boy busy and making him laugh and stuff like that. And the parents saw that right next to him, and they checked out. They were like, "Oh, okay, this is taken care of. I got a babysitter." And oh. they zonked. And I'm like, "Oh shit, I gotta." I literally had to keep that kid busy oh my God, I the don't. entire That's flight. Why I told him to shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> he was telling jokes, right? Yeah. He gave me the why did. Why did one, two, three, or five, six, seven, what the fuck it is? Because <laughs> seven, seven, eight, eight nine, nine joke. Yeah. And it was funny coming out of his mouth. It was, I was like, oh, this little kid knows how to tell a joke. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then he all of a sudden started on his own material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never going to hold up to that. You know what? You don't lead with the seven, eight, nine joke. He's, he's performing <laughs> at Flappers tomorrow night. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> You either encouraged or completely stunted the possibility of the next Jerry Seinfeld. Well, I was teaching him about reversals and, you know, different <laughs> callbacks callbacks and things. And he was actually picking it up. But then as I encouraged him, he kept going. And yeah. I was like, okay, you're going to have to be quiet because I need to get some sleep. Yeah. And do you, he shut up. Schwartz, you remember the first joke you ever told or made up on your own? Uh, uh, no way. No? no? Uh-uh. Oh, like when I was a kid? Yeah. No, all, the first thing that I ever did, like comedically that I remember is uh, my dad – uh, this uh, Eric the Clown bit that we did that he recorded a voiceover for at my talent show and I was Eric the Clown and I stood on one finger and I literally stood on one finger. Wow. That was the first. Yeah. Oh, he, he put his finger yeah. under his foot. I put my finger yeah, on his foot. And stood, stood on it. That was like in first grade. I know those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> knock down the door and knock yeah. down the wall. I get it. I don't know why you and I are at such odds tonight, but <laughs> no, it's because we're sitting too close. I think I don't know. Our energy. We had a such a, a few weeks ago. We had such a a, a, a beautiful yes, conversation, and now all cool. of a sudden I feel distant from you. I do too. Hmm. Yeah, you guys need to go see Fifty Shades of Grey. We should together. go see Fifty. Yeah. It's yeah. playing at the ArcLight right across the street. We should go right now. now. We should. Oh, guys, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get some bonbons. My, my vagina's already tingling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I is, is a bonbon one of those uh, bondage things? Or oh. Yeah, bon bondage. Brianna, can people find you on the social media? No. Okay. No. Uh, Benjamin K. Martin, what, anything yeah. you're excited about in the world? In the world, yeah, man. If you want me to continue like the nerddom, I'm super stoked that Final Fantasy 15's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. And in uh, and in terms of TV, 
Uh, Better Call Saul has been yes. something that is like a really pleasant Strong, surprise, right? Super from, pleasant from surprise. From moment one. Yep. 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 Totally killing the game. Really and, good. Uh, I've never heard of it. In my own world, uh, working on a feature that's picking up some wonderful steam right oh, now. Good. That's Excellent. really great. Yeah. Awesome. Good luck. And where can Thank people you. find you if they want to find you? Yo, y'all can find me on your TV screen. No, uh, <laughs> well, you can, but you'd have to like really dig. Um, you can find me at. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, at Benjamin K. Martin, www.benjaminkmartin.com. Can you name. real quick tell your, um, what, uh, Law and Order, was it? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like real fast. Befriending Ice-T. Yeah. Well, it's, well, bury the lead, why don't you? <laughs> you was kicking it with Ice-T, man. You, no, listen, dude. <laughs> Yo, this I mean, is Ice-T. No, 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 listen no, to this. No, like, real talk, I mean, I was, I, was, I had, like, you know, two scenes, and it was like, I, you know, I was like this Latino, like, Hotel, like, clerk, like, I didn't hear nothing, man. I didn't hear the gunshots, whatever. And then... Or like, uh, every other Latino yeah, part like, on like, that totally, show. Right, right, right. I didn't and hear like, nothing. Of course, and, of course, they, like, they cast the Italian Jew, so it's good. <laughs> but, I'm an Italian Jew. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we'll talk. Um, they, they might we'll cast schmooze. you in Law and Order. Yeah, right. So, but, but the long, long story short, because we don't have much time, but, like, uh, basically, I was getting on the subway. Like, it was the night that Obama got reelected, and, like, the energy was just, like, mm-hmm. so all over the place, and, like... Uh, Ice-T and I were, like, having, like, you know, a lot of laughs. I don't know, whatever. So at the end, I was about to go uh, get on the subway, potentially, to get back to my place. And we were we were up in, like, not in like no good zone. And he was like, man, you trying to get stabbed on that subway? And I, I was like, no, he's like, you could ride with the ice. And I got a lift in Whoa. a town car. And didn't you guys Ice-T. go and, like, grab food or something? Uh, five guys. Yeah, I went to Five Guys for burgers. Yeah. In the yeah. back, but in the back, he, we didn't go into Five Guys. No, 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 no. Yeah. But you're eating Five Guys burgers in Ice T's ride. In in his whip. And, yep. and Uber was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was uh, yeah, one for the. Wait, he's going to call awesome. it Icy. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Bishop, what are you excited about? Uh, well, I mean, I can build off the Better Call Saul. Actually, I haven't seen uh, Breaking Bad, but I'm excited because I heard that they're going to bring back Mr. Show. With Bob and Dave. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. To HBO? I don't know. There's a thing. uh, David Cross uh, put a Kickstarter out for a movie he was doing, and one of the incentives is that you get to come do a taping of Mr. Show that they're doing. And then Paul F. Tompkins posted a picture of, like, the whole crew back in the writer's room. Uh, So that's the rumor that they're going to be bringing back Mr. Show. That's pretty great. Which is one of my all-time, you know, favorite sketch shows you know the, the audition is one of the greatest sketches yes ever if yeah. you google it if you've never seen it, it's david cross going in for an audition and i, I won't say anymore because you have to watch it yeah. uh, it's fantastic He's brilliant. david um, david cross may be one of the most underappreciated comic people out there from from what he did there to the even a character he didn't create but really did create on arrested development that whole thing i mean the guy the guy's really funny absolutely where can people find you brad uh, well, tomorrow night, uh, the Tuesday, the 24th, uh, uh, my improv team, Goats, will be performing at the Playhouse West in North Hollywood at 1030. Uh, and Saturday night, I believe the 28th, uh, we are going to be at the Clubhouse uh, performing, I think, at 830 uh, for Danger Room. So, Woo. Hell yeah. Cool. I might come to that. Iceman, Rob the Iceman Eisenberg. Yes, Larry. Hi. 
Hi. We're not going to have time for your song. That's okay. We'll, All do, right. it. we'll do it next week. All right. It's, it's a, it's a, should it's, I set it up? It's timeless. It's it evergreen. Is, no, it don't set it up. Okay. What are you excited about? Um, I am excited about getting out of this very hot room. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but uh, I'm excited about life. It's a lot of tingling vaginas is the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, next very time. Heat source. You know what I'm excited about, Larry? I'm wearing a sweater. If they could just harness time. that. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about? What are you excited if about? If I can be serious for a moment. Oh, God. I'm excited that Michael Keaton got to go to the big show. Maybe he didn't win, yeah. but he got to the big dance. Yeah. Yeah. And what he said at the very end, uh, when uh, the whole Birdman crew came up, he, he said something like, let's face it, it's just great to be here, isn't it? Yeah. Which I think really sums up what those award shows should be. He, it's just great to be famous enough or well-appreciated to be there, whether and to, you and to have, and to hardware have, or not. And to have done good, really good work. I mean, he seemed to just be the personification of just unbridled joy. But what the hell was he chewing? There wasn't any more scenery to chew. What was he chewing? <laughs> I don't know. Was he was sucking what? his teeth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. JK, what's up? What's up, man? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm excited about Better Call Saul. Yeah. I'm excited about House of Cards Season 3 Ooh, getting ready to start yes. what, in a week. Mm. Um, or this week, actually. Mm. Yep. Um, I am excited about my improv group, Tuskegee Experiment, has finally gotten back on stage after about a one-year hiatus. Oh, sweet. When? Where? Well, we just had two shows last week, so we don't know where we're, where we're playing next. Okay. But we'll probably be at Iowa. Okay, so again. look for them. What are, what's the name? Tuskegee Experiment. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's put a show together, man. Let's do that. We yeah. can make that crack, for sure. All right. We yeah. really can. No, that's no, that's right. no bullshit. And then uh, coming up, the I'll promote it a little bit later but i am recurring on uh, murder in the first on tnt season two nice yes i'm really excited about that my uh my i'm a i'm playing a, a cop on the gang task force swat team and my partner is emmanuel tricky sloan from uh, entourage she's mad cool yeah, she's really- uh, most importantly is she of age <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah she's okay. Slow, she's grown. Homie. She's slow, man. Like, she's like grown, damn, dude. I'm, I'm just—I know. It's just you hear the noises behind. Yeah, okay. uh, I understand. <laughs> I get a little worried. Got the mic turned on here, right now. Okay. but it's all good, man. Things are going good. Sweet. You can find me on Instagram. Me this time, J Kelly seventy two. That's K E L E Y. Sweet, Eric. Smoothie Schwartz, uh, were you going yeah. up any? Oh, you excited about something? Oh yeah, I'm excited that I got to meet some new people tonight. J.K. and Brad and Kmart. Um, that's what I'm gonna call you because I heard Kmart in your name. Benjamin K. Martin. So right, yeah. Kmart. Oh, yeah. Kmart. Oh, that's a cool name, right? That's Kmart. A great nickname. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm I am always thinking, man. I am. I'm a pun machine, pun master five thousand. Uh, and no, I'm excited. I have a lot of tour stuff in the summer that's going to happen that I um, I can't reveal. But uh, until then, you could I, you can go to my website ericschwartzlive.com, and uh, I'm going to be coming up in next week. I'm in Calgary, Canada, and then I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory in Vegas, like in. Uh, uh, what is it? April. Yeah. Wednesday, I'm going to be at the Ontario, California improv. So if you're right, here sweet. Wednesday, yeah. Will you get bigger laughs in India or in Calgary, Canada? <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I am excited because I just read about this the other day. I'm a big fan of uh, all of these people. A show that was offered, I guess, to NBC and got passed on. So it's going to, I believe, Netflix from Tina Fey and one of the co-creators with her of 30 Rock, starring Ellie Kemper, 
who oh. was on The Office. It's called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, oh, yeah. It's every all the people that I like, and it sounds like it's going to be really funny, and I think that's... Uh, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that the half-hour comedy series hangs in there and gets better and better, uh, which reminds me, by the way, we didn't cover it here because I doubt anyone in this room watched it. I forced myself to watch the first 20 minutes of it. I have not watched an episode of Two and a Half Men in a couple of years. Oh, oh that weird... That is the... That I have, I, I, I've seen a couple of episodes in this last season just by happenstance, and I was fascinated at the glorious train wreck that is some of the worst writing and most, I mean, literally, if we sat in here for 22 minutes and just said, can we come up with the most, we actually did write an episode of Two and a Half Men in this, in this room, <laughs> and I can tell thinking back on it. It's so not funny in the least, the easiest, dumbest, awfulest jokes um they're just ruining yeah, their legacy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said all that, all that work that all charlie sheen did to make that a respectable show you know? well, Larry, the obviously live audience loves it <laughs> oh god so anyway what's the name of the show tonight Oh, we haven't come up with one yet. I think Tingling Vaginas. Uh, I think Tingling Vaginas. 50 Shades of Tingling Vaginas. All right. Tough one to put up there. Uh, 50 Shades of Tingling. Now, we've already done it. You know, we'll come up with something. But if there's not a Tingling Vagina in it, I don't know why there wouldn't be. Hey, Brianna, thanks for joining us. And uh, Benjamin K. Martin, thanks for joining us. Safe travels back to New York City. And uh, get a monkey, everybody. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.